So recall that it was July 2018 when we learned that Amazon was going to acquire PillPack. Uh, that is now you know, two years behind us. And I think some of the tools we use to analyze, first, whether Amazon would get into the marketplace, and second, what that acquisition might mean are still applicable today. So I've included here, you know, how do we think about Amazon's disruption? It's really along three dimensions. Um, number one, do they have the ability to improve the consumer experience? Number two, can they offer a broad selection? That's always been key to Amazon's offering and uh, share gains. Of course, in the pharmaceutical world, you need a prime vendor, and we know that Amazon for now via PillPack is using Amerisource Bergen. And then the third and the most challenging is, can you catalyze price competition? Branded prices are set by manufacturers with a patent, right? And there is protection in that. We do see rebates garnered by the PBMs for share. Um, but historically, you did not have the ability to really catalyze price competition and you didn't have the ability to even access those discounts. And InsideRx, a couple of years ago, began offering those discounts to individuals that weren't necessarily covered by an employer or contracted with the PBM. So I think that's all important background as we think about, okay, what are the implications? And I don't have a lot of slides, I just got this other one. So we can talk through them and then we'll take some questions. Uh, PillPack told us that Amazon would take place in pharmacy and, or would take a part of the pharmacy market. Uh, it wasn't a storming of the gates. It wasn't the acquisition of Express Scripts. Turns out you don't need to acquire Express Scripts. You can partner with them two years later. Uh, but it told us Amazon is going to be active in pharmacy. And it follows that two and a half years later, or two years later, the entry of Amazon Pharmacy, the ability to put your insurance uh, into your Amazon Prime account, the ability to buy a script without signing up to get every script and the way that PillPack delivers them, uh, was going to happen, was going to eventually come. Um, so I do think that that announcement on its own is you know, not surprising. The question is, well, what can they gain from the current marketplace? We see that depending how you cut it, five, six, seven percent of scripts are flowing through the mail channel today when I don't include specialty. I assume that Amazon's not playing in specialty pharmaceuticals. Uh, during COVID, that number went up 20%. So instead of 5%, you had 6%. It, it didn't really increase. And of course, Amazon wasn't ready when COVID hit to go out and play a big role uh, during that period back in March and April, where it seemed like there might be a massive shift to mail. And of course, the mail numbers have started to cycle back. Um, so the, I think one question is, well, how can Amazon improve on the mail experience? Can they really improve that consumer uh, experience, which of course isn't just about a consumer and their insurance card, it's about dealing with the prescriber and dealing with the physician. Uh, and you know, so I, I do think that that's kind of question one. Then you get what is new today, the Amazon Prime prescription savings benefits. So this is Amazon working with InsideRx, a fully owned subsidiary of Cigna. We reached out to Cigna this morning because Inside originally launched with uh, what at that point was Express Scripts and GoodRx. And Cigna made very clear that what we have here is InsideRx now totally owned by Cigna, 
Evernorth, the new name for ESI, and that the discounts, be they brand or generic, are coming from Cigna Evernorth. They are not coming from GoodRx. That's an important distinction. So, you know, can Amazon use its consumer standing uh, in combination with InsideRx to grow this offering? Can they drive discounts into the system? You know, you will be able to use the InsideRx discounts on Amazon or PillPack. Does that help us really drive share of the bail market? Not on its own. Um, the other part of this is that you can now take your Amazon membership out into the world of 50,000 pharmacies and you know, does that drive further utilization of discount cards and create competition for good RX? And by the way, those cards are hated by pharmacies, particularly independent pharmacies. Uh, so those are the big questions we see stemming from these two announcements today. I do think it's fair to say Amazon has decided to incrementalize, not revolutionize pharmacy. They are working within the bounds of usual and customary. They are similar to GoodRx, leveraging a nuance of usual and customary to get at discounts for patients. Um, but what they aren't doing is launching a generic cash discount program, which you know I think would have been much more disruptive for pharmacies, distributors, PBMs, everyone along the channel. So we're not seeing that today. So pharmacy impact, uh, look, to the extent that they expand mail, incremental negative for the pharmacies and you know the incremental script always hurts because of fixed cost. Uh, what's more concerning to me is do they drive discount cards? If they do, those impact independence uh, very sharply. CVS and Walgreens tend to get better deals. We see this in you know, the GoodRx website. You can see that CVS and Walgreens get some of the benefit of their name brand. So if discount cards can, you know, already expanding 40%, continue to expand you know, 60 or 80% each year, that hurts the pharmacies. Um, from a PBM standpoint, well, Cigna Express Scripts is now tied in with, uh, with Amazon. And I think great question as to you know, what enabled you to do that or makes you think that's a good idea given this is the single biggest competitor to your mail operation. And remember that Express Scripts is the largest mail operation out there. Um, what I haven't been able to ask Cigna, which I'd love to know is, is Amazon doing any of this via the ESI mail facility? Wouldn't that be an interesting twist? I'll assume for now that they're not and they've been able to build this out on their own. Um, and then, you know, if you're working together, at what point do these discount cards and does extension of the Amazon brand start to hurt uh, the PBM business? And, you know, does Evernorth have the ability to manage that? Certainly, uh, they're on the inside here. We could debate whether that means the, the fox is in the hen house at Express Scripts. Um, CVS and OptumRx are not on the inside. So, you know, I do think that is, that is notable and, you know, the discount program, particularly as it extends into brand, could be a challenge. Uh, not a good day for GoodRx in that, uh, you know, less their ability to grow the usual and customary um, um, solution that they have, but if GoodRx is worth 30 times sales on the basis of being the platform uh, for consumers in healthcare, well, Amazon's gonna be there too. Um, and you know, wholesalers, the wholesaler impact is probably biggest through independence. If independents are hurt, wholesalers are hurt. We'll measure that you know, in years, not in months. 
ABC serves Amazon today, I'd expect that that's going to remain a, a competitive contract. So I don't think Amazon, ABC is going to get rich off of, on the back of Amazon, but it could become more meaningful over time. And then what I didn't include in the note that I think is important is the manufacturer impact. You, I, I think it flows from this that Express, I'm sorry, Evernorth, Cigna Evernorth, expects that they can extend on uh, their ability to drive discounts, brand discounts with Amazon. There's an element of data that I'm sure Amazon would love to be able to extract from what flows through inside RX and maybe even Evernorth broadly. And how does Amazon use its relationship with the consumer um, and you know, work with inside RX to try to expand access to brand discounts and maybe expand those discounts or rebates themselves. So I do think manufacturers are going to have to really uh, watch for what Express and, and Amazon do together. So those are a few very initial thoughts on a busy Tuesday morning. Let me open up. You can email me questions. You can just unmute yourself and ask questions if you have them. I'm going to go over and take a look at what we got so far. Any questions on the line? All right. Um, so I got a couple here on the uh, coming in, inbound. Um, one is on good R was GoodRx part of InsideRx? So you know, there's a very public launch in 2017 of InsideRx. They talked about Express Scripts driving brand discounts and GoodRx driving discounts for uh, generic. This was, I believe, flowing through the, the discount program that we know today as GoodRx. I don't recall that relationship ending formally, which is why we you know, noted in the release that there was no mention of GoodRx, there was no mention of InsideRx in the S1 for GoodRx, as far as I remember. Um, and as I mentioned, we reached out to Cigna this morning. They said all discounts will be coming through, uh, through Express Scripts, generic and brand. Um, okay, next question on that. If that's the case, uh, how is InsideRx competitive with GoodRx? Um, the, the answer has been no. You know, as we looked at GoodRx, they had better prices. I think there's a, big, a bigger question, which is, does it matter? If you decide that you need a discount, um, do you really price shop on you know, GoodRx and the benefit of the fact that they have six different PBMs that they have competing? Uh, a very price-sensitive consumer would. But you know, I think often if a solution can be offered right away or in your benefit design, uh, you're as likely to use InsideRx as GoodRx, right? If the, the price is $150 and uh, GoodRx will get you to 30, InsideRx will get you to 40. It's gonna depend as much on who you, where you're looking first as it is that absolute price. So I think the answer there is InsideRx is good enough to be meaningful but GoodRx probably has an advantage because they have multiple PBMs competing. So I would, I would go to that next. Um, all right, other questions. How do you frame earnings impact to CVS and Walgreens over the next three to five years? You know, with respect to the growth at Amazon, you know, they weren't ready at the beginning of, of the best opportunity, which would have been lockdown. Um, where we are today, I think the, this looks like an incremental expansion of mail. 
Um, and I think there's even another question, which is, is it an incremental, incremental expansion of mail if they're also making a coupon available at 50,000 pharmacies, right? So it's not necessarily mail alone. So I do think, what does it look like? It looks like 50 basis points of share aggregated toward mail away from pharmacy, 100 basis points of share maybe in a better year. Uh, that would be slow. And then don't underestimate the extent to which discount pro programs are pressuring the reimbursement and profitability of pharmacies. If it expands that already high growth, that would be significant. Second, um, you know, to the extent that these discount programs are growing much more quickly, does that mean that PBMs react much more quickly? That was another question I got here. Uh, you know, we know that the good RXs and the rest are trying to get from cash to uh, out-of-pocket spend, which is also cash. And then there's a question of how far into what currently uh, is flowing through the PBM you might access to the extent that discount cards flow into the PBM and the benefit uh, you're taking away from the PBM and they're not going to want to offer those discounts. So could this accelerate the uh, <laughs> conflict between the PBMs and the discount card programs? Yes. Could it increase conflict between CVS and Optum and Express Scripts and those that they favor? Uh, yes. So I think those are all, all fair. Um, let's see, we've got a bunch coming in now. Okay, do we know how the economics of InsideRx work? Uh, so as of today, we understand that InsideRx is leveraging an Express Scripts negotiated discount that is not rebate uh, eligible. So it'd be a discount, basically a cash discount you've negotiated with the manufacturer. It's not a rebate, so you're not getting the full 50% and not you know, and sharing it with the consumer. But the basic idea is that you've negotiated a set price that you're going to share with that um, with that consumer, and then you will retain some portion yourselves as the PBM um, and potentially as Amazon. Okay, next one up. Uh, what has kept the mail channel on low single digits? The ability to actually improve consumer experience. Remember, you're managing not just the consumer who went to Amazon to buy a, uh, you know, a hydro flask. You're now managing a consumer who has gone there who has to put in insurance information, get the correct copay and out-of-pocket expense uh, through the benefit design. You then, if you need to make a change, have to manage a pharmacy in-house and a prescriber. And so, you know, Alexa, can you tell me when I'm getting my Lipitor? Yeah, three days after I start asking your doctor to make the change. And that's a little flip, but it's not easy to manage. So uh, there is still a lot of barrier. It, you know, getting at the prime member is a, you know, sure, that's an opportunity set that Amazon can go chase today, but they have to actually improve ma the management of mail, which is a terrible experience. <laughs> it used to be horrible. Now it's only terrible at CVS and Express Scripts mail. Um, so they're improving, but there's a lot to be done. That opens up opportunity. And if that really was good, the question then becomes, okay, how's the competition look relative to digital pharmacies? When we look at the capsules and altos and others out there, um, you know, will they take an opportunity away? You know, will they grab that opportunity and how large is that digital pharmacy opportunity, um, which also is taking from the retail setting. All right. 
hit as many of these as we can. Uh, questions are Amazon Pharmacy, um, not PrimeRx. How different is Amazon's mail offering from PillPack? Uh, it is the, the claim that they've made is you don't have to bring all of your scripts. Remember that PillPack's benefit is that you transfer all the scripts and all the vitamins to PillPack. Everything comes unit dose. That's a big jump. What we're seeing today is you can now go there for one script. I'm assuming that you know, the, the uh, initial focus will be on uh, chronic scripts. Remember, Amazon's offering two-day delivery, not same-day delivery. You can get you know, same-day delivery through, uh, through the pharmacies, through independent pharmacies, through Capsule and, and other digital pharmacies. Um, so I do think that you know, the biggest difference right now is that it doesn't have to be everything moving over to Amazon. By the way, one of the big issues for PillPack was the cost of bringing all those scripts on um, and the cost to serve, which you know, we think Amazon spent two years trying to bring down, but, but is still a limitation. And then let's see, uh, will incumbent PBMs lose mail scripts to Amazon Mail Pharmacy? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that has to be the equation that Express Scripts is felt comfortable uh, getting on the other side of. Uh, question on what percentage of scripts are maintenance chronic versus acute? Um, we have good numbers on this. I wanna say that 70% chronic to 30% acute is about the, the right number there. And we can follow up with more data than you wanna see on that topic. Um, <laughs> I'll leave out a couple of, uh, Thank you for the commentaries on GoodRx. Um, discount cards really different from other forms of reimbursement for pharmacies. Uh, and you know how much pushback is there on rates? So you know the discount card is an issue in part because you're paying a fee to the administrator. So you know the product you would fill it at thirty dollars if someone didn't have the discount card. They come in with the card, you're now filling at $15 and you're giving away seven of those to an administrator. That administrator would be Express Scripts and they would share three bucks with GoodRx if that was, you know, if it was, came from GoodRx um, or $4 with GoodRx. Uh, so, you know, the fee hurts the pharmacies. Pharmacies are looking at these and trying to decide, should I even participate in the network? You know, the story goes that Express Scripts or CVS go in and say, you're going to give us a discount because, um, because we're signing a big network agreement for all of our covered claims. And as part of that, we get a cash price. Uh, you know, that has been normal, normal way. I do think that pharmacies are going to push back harder and harder against those network rates. So again, I think this uh, will, it will expedite strategic conversations that are already going on at the pharmacies around whether we have to participate in these programs. Let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. See how many of these we can cover. For mail, it looks like we've got a couple that are on. I'm looking for one that I haven't touched on before. We'll take one or two more. Um, PBM impact for CVS. 
you know, again, I th think that CVS has to consider uh, what they are offering to GoodRx as, or, you know, or anyone else, just as Express Scripts has to consider this with Amazon. And, you know, to what extent are you enabling the discount card program to eventually get into the employer uh, employer business? And that means that, you know, a, a script where the out-of-pocket uh, has led someone to use the GoodRx card, but it could also be covered in the employer benefit. And is that impacting either a clinical program offered by the employer? Is it, you know, your first script for uh, insulin, where you should be capturing that individual and putting them in a diabetes program can learn, lead to a lot of costs if not caught. Uh, the other part is, you know, are you circumventing the formulary design as it exists today on the discount card side? Again, talking about generics. So, so I do think there's this relationship where when it was just the cash market, you were happy to support the growth of good as CVS, as Express, as Optum. And now that becomes harder as they get into the employer marketplace. And you know, those conversations, again, get catalyzed by, by this. Um, and then I'll end with the last wholesaler question here, uh, you know, back to Amerisource. Amerisource's initial relationship was with PillPack, not with Amazon. Uh, there was some question of whether they would continue that, given that Walgreens is a 20% plus owner. Uh, and ultimately, they have continued to support Amazon. I think it's fair to say for the last two years, and maybe this is a good note to let, end on, um, you know, the pharma supply chain made peace with PillPack. They decided it was not such a threat or they wanted to keep Amazon close. We saw Express Scripts say, we're, we're thinking about throwing PillPack at a network. We saw Amazon consider the relationship knowing that as a prime vendor, they were enabling Amazon's access to a broad array of product. What we you know, said at the beginning is one of the measures for success for Amazon. And, you know, ultimately they continued to serve them. That was, you know, some saber rattling. And today they, they still do. And now we've got Express letting them, um, you know, working with them directly. So, you know, I do think Amazon has been able to, to navigate this very well. I'll end on this point I started with, which is they are working within the current system. They are not truly disrupting um, and particularly when it comes to discount cards, they are going to be uh, working around a nuance that, you know, is managed very well. It was, un, you know, kind of a, a out-of-pocket issue that was managed very well by GoodRx and developing their offering. And the real question to me is, what do they develop on the brand side? Do they find a way to work ESI or Evernorth, as we now call it, and Amazon to uh, find new ways to work with brand manufacturers? That's going to be the big question. So, so that's everything we could fit in in 25 minutes. I will be around today. Uh, please reach out with any questions. Thank you.